but <clears throat> verse 7. Jesus said, marvel not. I think that's thaumazo in the Greek. Don't be amazed. Marvel not that I said unto thee, to y'all, ye all must be born again. Get that. You must be born again. Now look quickly at Romans 5. Romans chapter 5. Verse 8. But God commended his love toward us. Now that is the saved people at Rome. At the church at Rome. That's not Roman Catholic. But God commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified his blood, by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Enemies? My question is, why the necessity of the new birth. Now that term new birth has been passed around from pillar to post. There was a few years back that all of the movie stars were experiencing a new birth. You remember that? They, they, they cabbaged on some of these words like they always do. Uh, uh, they, they, they steal titles for their books from the Bible and do all of that, but without believing the Bible. But they're saying that, that they, one of them said, well, I had a new birth. Uh, I, I was, uh, I don't know, was play acting in the stage and now I went to the movies. I had a new birth. Using that term like that. Well, new birth, that's to be born from above. Man, that's far more than somebody changing their mind about something. He said, you must. Now, there's several musts. You must worship him in the spirit and the truth. There's several musts in, in the scriptures there. And this is one, one of the key ones. You must be born again. Well, why? Your first birth didn't make it. <laughs> now, I can look out there and tell that every one of us have experienced the first birth. Isn't that right? Yeah, we've all experienced that one. That ain't going to make it, folks. That birth ain't going to get you to heaven. So, well, I don't want to think about that. Well, you're going to have to because you're going to die sometime. It'll be fairly soon. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you said this morning, uh, three score and ten, and by reason of strength, four score, that's 80. Hey, if I live, I'm going to make 80 in October. I'm already over. I'm already done. Just about. I look in obituary, a lot of people don't live near that long. I feel like I'm blessed of God to be living this long. Especially to be, still have a, a reasonable mind. Some of you may disagree with that, but I still have a reasonable 
mentality. But we're all going to check out of here. It's not if. It's when. So you need to think about this. Everybody needs to think about this. Even those of us who know that we're saved, we need to think about what an entrance we'll have into the heavenly kingdom. And you said about his kingdom this morning. That's right. His kingdom rules over all. It ain't just a millennial. It's all of them. His kingdom rules over all kingdoms. And you need to think about this. You need to get this down. People oh, don't, don't, don't matter to me. Really? Are you an idiot like that? That you would absolutely face dying and going to hell for eternity of which the worm dieth not? And the fire is not extinguished. That's what the that's what Jesus said. People say, "Oh, we just love the writings of Jesus. It's so much love." Jesus talked about about hell fire more often than not. If you die out of Christ, you're going to hell and burn forever. I don't like that. I didn't invent that. The older I get, the more horrible that sounds to me. Of anybody going to hell and burning forever. Think about it. All all of your family that you refuse to talk to them about the Lord. If they die out of Christ, they're going to hell and burn forever. I didn't invent that. That's Bible. That's the word of life. And the only remedy for that, he says you must be born again. Well, men are naturally men and women, human beings, let me say, are naturally God's enemies. He said, well, I didn't know I was the enemy of God. Yes, you are. If you've never been born again, you are the enemy of God. But I'll tell you one thing that is even far more mind-shattering than that. God is your enemy. Now everybody says, oh, I know I'm not perfect. (laughs) What? An understatement. <laughs> well, ain't nobody perfect. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a true statement. But it's far more severe than that. Mm, even some will admit wrong doing. Yeah, I've done wrong. About like me kidding, I say, yeah, I made a mistake one time. It's time I thought I was right. I thought I was wrong. It turned out I was right. You know, it's a ridiculous joke. Yeah, I've I've done some things wrong. Honey, if you ain't been born again, if you ain't a child of God by faith in Christ Jesus, you ain't just done something wrong. Everything you've ever thought about, ever ever done, doesn't Proverbs say even the plowing of the wicked is sin? But hardly anybody will admit to the truth. In fact, 
Outside of Christ, we are his enemies. Can you imagine being the enemy of the thrice holy creator God? The one who has the power and exercise of power to speak a universe into existence. And all of these devilish evolutionist professors and all say, ah, a star exploded and that's how you got created. What a devil. God spoke this universe into existence in six literal 24-hour days. And there are people even claim to be Christians that deny that. They can't be Christians and deny the word of God. But it's not because we've got, we're just blind faith in the Bible. The Bible has been proven for how long? Long, long time. Anyway, we look at the manner of the enmity of natural man. It appears in our judgments. It appears in our esteem of God. <clears throat> Most people don't think about God till they get in trouble. Oh, you can see it. When it's about to cave in, oh, God, help us. You haven't thought about God probably ever. Until you look like you're going to get in trouble, bad trouble. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, help my loved one. Heal them. But then when the crisis is over, you don't see them in the house of God. You don't see them praising God and worshiping God in the spirit and in the truth. You don't see them doing anything about God. See them right out at the beer joint or the nightclub. Or any place else. Nothing about God. Nothing about the Lord. Anyway. The statements most people make about God. Listen to this. That man upstairs. I heard that just the other day. Oh you know the man upstairs. Upstairs. Well, I guess if you was in the basement, you'd be talking about me, that old man upstairs. You don't talk about the sovereign God who you, the earth is his footstool as a man upstairs. Besides that, God's not a man that he should repent. Jesus Christ became a man, the second person of the triune Godhead. But God the Father is God the Father and God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in the truth and not the man upstairs. And then I've noticed at funeral homes. I mean, I get really bugged about all this. I see people claiming to know the Lord and I see them passing out a little old poem on a card and says, talking about for the one that's died, Oh, I'm not here, but when you, when you see the wind blow, there I am. When you see the leaves rustle, there I am. The waves roll, there I am. What kind of heresy is that? I don't know who came up with that, but it was sure pagan heresy. No, the Bible teaches if you're saved, 
To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, how much time passes? None. But if you're not in Christ, the rich man died. And in hell he lift up his eyes being in torment. And that's, that's Bible truth. Jehovah's false witness. Oh, that's just a, that's just a parable. If I was them, I'd try to do that too. To believe the heresy that they believe and teach. And it ain't nothing but heresy. They need to try to run from it some way, but they can't get away from it. No, when you die, you either go to heaven or you go to hell. And you go to hell, you'll stay there until after the white throne judgment when death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire and the smoke of their torment shall go up forever and ever. It's over with. Now the Catholic Church teaches that if you pay enough money to the priest and the Catholic Church, they can pray you out of purgatory, which they all go. Do you know every Catholic when he dies or she dies? Unless they've been made a saint beforehand and there ain't a handful of them. The Catholic Church teaches that everybody, priest and all, they immediately go to purgatory and Thomas Aquinas, their big, their big theologian, he said verbatim that the fires of purgatory are equal with the fires of hell. The only difference is the length of time. And nobody knows how long that is. So they can just keep you paying them for now on. How do you think they've got all that money? I'd say the Catholic Church got more money than all the governments put together in the world. How you think they got all that money? That's one of the ways right there. Teaching purgatory. And they know it's not true because they teach the Council of Trent. You can check me out. You can check me out. I know what I'm talking about. Don't tell me that preacher's just getting on a, on a tear. I know what I'm talking about. Anybody ever read the Council of Trent? I have. And I know what it says. It says that's such a deep doctrine that even the priest can't you can't study what you're supposed to do. And somebody asks you about purgatory, is tell them we can handle that. You can't, you can't get into that. It's just too heavy for you because they don't. They know it's not true, but they teach it, and they still teach it. That's why you go to a, a funeral home and a Catholic funeral, and it's just you can see death all over, buddy. Because everybody that dies in the Catholic Church goes to purgatory. But there ain't no purgatory. And there ain't no paying your way out of anything. We said it in, you said it in Luke 16, there's a great gulf. That you ain't coming out and going back. Great gulf fixed. Anyway, they've got some dime store God that they can play with. But that shows an inbred distaste for God. People don't want a sovereign God, brother. Amen. They don't want a God who is all powerful, who is all holy, and has a law that must be kept. And he is the judge. People don't want a God like that. And that's why they go everywhere else except to God. That's their enemies against God. 
said, well, what about free will? You got even some so-called free will Baptists. They're not Baptists. We can't take their baptism. They're not Baptists. Free will Baptists are not Baptists. They claim to be, but they're not Baptists. Look at, let's see, we're in John. Look at John 5. Verse 39, search the scriptures, that's the word of life, search the scriptures, for in them, he's talking to the Pharisees here, you think you have eternal life. You read about the rich young ruler in the scripture reading today. He thought he about had it. In them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Not the Holy Spirit, but Jesus, God's Christ. And look at verse 40. Oh, I know God would never go against man's free will. You hear them in Baptist churches talking that garbage. I'm going to show you your free will. Right here it is. And you will not come to me that you might have life. That's an infinitive. You to will will not come to me. There's your free will. (coughs) You want free will? Spurgeon said free will is altogether foolishness. We don't have free will. I hear him, I hear him, oh no, God would never go against man's free will. Man doesn't have a free will. Your will is absolutely controlled by your nature. And your nature is against God. Your nature is depraved and you will not come. So, well, God wants everybody to come to him. That's ridiculous. Nobody's going to come to God unless God does a work of grace in them. You must be born again. Are we getting the answer to the question now? All right. I don't know. Matthew 23 real quick. Kind of like Brother Brown taught us there that we need to learn what kind of a world that we are in. I don't know whether I read this. No, it's too long. I won't read the whole thing. I need to read this whole chapter, but I'm not going to take time for it. He says, verse 14, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, Hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore, you shall receive the greater damnation, judgment. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you compass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Go on and on. I said seven times. In that chapter, Jesus says, Whoa, 
unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Now let me tell you that hypocrites did not start and stop with the Pharisees. We got them all over. And the same thing applies. I say you had seven. Number seven is the number of perfection. They were all perfect hypocrites. And we've still got them all around us. They talk all of this religious stuff. Oh, we just had such a, such a gathering, an in-gathering of all the different ones. Yeah, they did. All of them, what's MacArthur call them, the alphabet people? LGBTQ people? Had them all there. Let me tell you what. I want those people to hear the gospel. I want everybody to hear the gospel. But when you come to a church membership, you come in a different way. Anyway, contrary wills, contrary affections, we love what God hates. The Bible calls it abomination. Now there's lots of abominations. But when it said it's an abomination to God, uh, that literally means makes you sick. Proverbs, six things, yea, seven are an abomination. You got many abominations. And homosexuality is one of them. Trans, I mean, we, we've got them. I see it all the time. They're, the Bible teaches that a man shall not wear that which pertains to a woman. And that ain't anything but transgenderism, men dressing in women's clothes to get a sexual thrill out of it, and vice versa, women in men's clothes. If you're a woman, you need to live like a woman. If you're a woman, you need to dress like a woman. You need to look like a woman. You need to act like a woman. If you're a man, you need to live like a man. You need to dress like a man. Act like a man. Be a man. Amen. So well, I was born this way. God didn't born you to be an outlaw. Oh, there's people who say, well, I have to steal. I'm a kleptomaniac. If you are, you made yourself that. Well, to see, I have to murder because it's just God made me that way. Oh, no. Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not steal is what God said. He said, well, now, where did this come from? came right from here, from your heart. Jesus said, all of the filth, all of the abominations are in the heart of man. But you're responsible. You don't have to sin against God. You don't have to. Be an abomination. Contrary practices against God. We're in constant rebellion against him. <laughs> Engaged in war against him. Who said this morning? I think Derek did. If man could, 
he would reach up and pull God right off of his throne. That's right. He would. Oh, I'm not that bad. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So are all of us at enmity against God. What's the degree of it? Well, we have in our natural selves no love to God. <laughs> now I've heard people say, I, I, I knew a woman once, I've said, well, I used to be in love with Jesus, now I'm in love with God. I've heard preachers say, you need to fall in love with Jesus. The Bible doesn't say any garbage like that. That's garbage. Worse than garbage. It's heresy. Amen. What's the Bible say? We love God because he first loved us. We don't fall in love with God. If you can fall in love with him, you can fall out of love with him. <coughs> And I was in the Navy. Guys had come back aboard ship from Liberty. Oh man, I fell in love this weekend. Next week, come out, fell in love with somebody else. Well, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's erotic. That's what it is. It's, it's not agape, it's not godly love. And you don't fall into it. You love God is because God first loved you and born you again. Amen. Some have better education than others. Some have better opportunity than others. Some have a better natural temperament. Some have better natural morals. But none have the least love to God. Look at verse Chapter 5, verse 42. Four, 41 first. And then I receive not honor from men, but I know you that you all have not the love of God in you. <laughs> Natural man has not the least spark of love to God. Men in their enmity are powerless to change. They have neither the desire nor the ability. Let me tell you what now. You can just, this religious stuff just gets kind of ridiculous. You see a, a dead animal on the road. Now you can walk up to it and you can say, Mr. Raccoon, if you'd make your decision to live, you could get up from there. They'd carry you off to the funny farm. You talking to a dead coon, telling him to, if you just had the will to get up, that he could live. 
Go out to the cemeteries, all you dead folk in there. If you would, you could come up out of that grave. See how ridiculous that is? Then here's people saying, all this lost world at enmity with God, dead in trespasses and sins. All of you would just make up your mind. Just give your heart to Jesus. That's what they're doing. No, you must be born again. <laughs> At first, and didn't make it, folks. We have no natural ability or natural desire to come to the Lord. Natural man is mortal enemy to God. As I said, they would dethrone God if they could. What did their daddy do? And Isaiah, I will overcome, I will become as God. Take him off his throne. Do you know that God, we got a lot of enemies. The United States of America has a lot of enemies. Probably our government has a lot of enemies. And other governments. I've been to a lot of different countries. Most of the time the people don't hate us. It's the politicians that hate us. Because they know that doing that they can get more moolah from us. That's right. But you could say that uh, we got a lot of enemies. But no one has the number of enemies that God has. There's more enmity with God and always has been than to anyone else. Uh, I don't know if you can say that what's it X E she at China, whether he's the most hated man in the world, because because Joe Biden loves him. I guess he pays old Joe Biden a whole lot of millions of bucks, and that's what's going on. But uh, we don't like him. Some of us don't like him. But he don't have any enemies compared to God. You, can you believe that? God, the creator of this world, the sustainer of this world, the giver of every perfect gift, has more enemies than anybody. The world is at enmity with God. Men conquer or capture snakes and humans, but they never capture their enmity with God. How are you going to do it? You must be born again. Born from above. Well, we see back before the fall. We know what happened back there. Genesis. Adam and Eve. Paradise. John Milton wrote about paradise lost. Eden was wonderful. It was God's direct creation. He made Adam from the dust of the earth. 
He didn't make them from monkey brains. And he didn't make them from blood clots, like the Koran says. He made Adam from the dust of the earth. And when you die, folks, one way or another, you're going to go back to the dust from which you came. Now, that doesn't talk about your eternal spirit. We are spirits that have bodies. You say, well, that doesn't matter to me. Oh, well, well, it will. Oh, it definitely will. We're body, soul, and spirit. That eternal spirit, that's what animals don't have. Because we were made in the image of God. And to show you how wonderful it was, somebody doesn't like the weather. Well, they didn't have weather problems there. They didn't have to go out and scuffle for a living. They had it all there. There was just one tree in the middle of the garden that they were forbidden. And there's the law of God. See, there's what, there's where that enmity comes in. How dare him think he can tell me what to do or what not to do. That's what that's all about. That's why Charles Darwin came, came up with, the, with his origin of the species. That's why all of these uh, Dawkins and all these other dudes, that's why they're into their evolution. They will not have a God who can tell them what to do and what not to do and hold them accountable for it. But that fellowship fell when Adam and Eve sinned against God. After the fall, you see some mental problems. That no counselor in the whole wide world could ever counsel with. That's why most of them can't do it today. Because they deny the nature of man. But after the fall... You see it illustrated. They use figs to cover themselves. Fig leaves. That old Bible said they made britches out of fig leaves. It's called the britches Bible. To try to hide their nakedness before they didn't know they were naked. Something's happened to them. They died spiritually. God said in the day you eat, thou shalt die. And they did die spiritually and began dying physically. And then God comes down in the cool of the day. Not that God was surprised, but this is all for Adam and Eve's benefit and for our benefit. Adam! Where art thou? God knew where Adam was. Trying to hide from God. Well, do you think this whole world's not trying to hide from God? Because way deep down in your conscience, you know there is a God. And you know there's going to be a judgment day in which you're going to have to give account of every word, everything you've ever done. 
It's all going to be brought up against you. And so you got to do everything you can to push it in the background. But I ain't afraid to die. Jane Fonda just said, Hanoi Jane just said that. You know why she's called Hanoi Jane? Because during the Vietnam War, she got over there with the Viet Cong and got on an artillery gun that they were shooting down our pilots. Took sides with them. Stinking communist. People love her. I don't love her. Oh, you said, well, you have to. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. Anyway. Enmity with God. Right there in the Garden of Eden. Where there was fellowship, now there's enmity, meaning enemies. Now love lost. You say, well, did God lose his love? Well, I'll tell you now the Bible says. The Bible says God hates all workers of iniquity. You must be born again. <laughs> you see, these churches, oh, God loves you. Smile, God loves you. Somebody talking about the ark this morning. The Noah built. Eight people went in. God took them in. They found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And all the other upwards of two to three billion people as I said, there wasn't no bumper sticker on the back of the ark saying, smile, God loves you. God said he's going to destroy all flesh from the face of the earth. Only eight found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Does that mean that God killed the rest of them? It absolutely does. Well, do you know what? The Bible all the way through has it just upheld this that Jesus said. Many called, few chosen. By comparison, now it says, hell hath enlarged itself. Well, enmity, enmity, love lost. Look real quick at Romans 1. Verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God hath shown it to them. Lost man knows. Amen. He has to work hard to repress the truth of his existence, his creation and the flood and his wrath. And his judgment. Peter said they are willingly ignorant of the creation and the flood. The idiots actually say there's no evidence of the flood. When you could go to the highest mountain in the world and find fossil clams. 
and they're all closed up. You know when a clown dies, a shell opens. Those clowns were turned to fossils while they were alive. And they can't live five and a half miles up. Anyway. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him, of God. From or since the creation of the world. You see, Paul said the creation of the world. Not billions of years of accidental, random explosions. We looked at the moon the other night. It was real clear. A perfect circle. Anybody ever seen the aftermath of dynamiting on these roadways, construction sites? You seen the aftermath of it? Have you ever seen a rock coming from a dynamite explosion that you could throw like a baseball? Smoothly round. You know good and well you haven't. An explosion don't create nothing round. It creates rocks at all jagged and pointed. And they say there was a great explosion in which the moon and the earth and the sun, you know, just, they're all round. You look at them, and they're perfectly round. I can't draw a circle that clean. Notice that they didn't get that way by accident, folks. But that's what the so-called scientists tell us. My, that which may be known of him, of God, from since the creation of the world, are clearly seen. How did Job know that God hanged the earth on nothing? Well, they didn't have telescopes. Yeah, but you can't tell that with a telescope. You can look out. You can't look under. You'd have to have a great big periscope, wouldn't you, that looks down. (laughs) How did Job, at least 4,000 years ago, know that God hanged the earth on nothing. There's only one way he could have known it. It had to have come from divine communication. Communication from God. And all of these things are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. The man upstairs. And worse. Neither were thankful. Every one of us ought to give thanks to God every day that I'm still breathing. But became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man. I saw it on Facebook the other day, a Catholic image of a <laughs> some woman with a hoodie on. And it said, if you want to be blessed, 
touch this image of the Holy Virgin Mary. Well, this says man, but that's human being. And that's what they've got. Hundreds of millions of people pray to that woman with a hoodie on. And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. And worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. And the creator is who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature there's your alphabet people and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet or suitable and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, Boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Oh, well, it's harmful to have those. It's not harmful to have those pictures and statues around. Looks to me like it's pretty harmful. That God hates it. Men are naturally idolatrous. How do they do all that? They're naturally idolatrous. Just like right now, when somebody gets in trouble, oh, if they're around somebody that knows better, they'll pray to God. But if they're not around, they'll pray to anything they think can help them. Man's naturally idolatrous. Just what the children of Israel did when they built that golden calf. They said, uh, that calf brought us out of bondage. What a bunch of idiots. But that's where they are. And God hates every act of idolatry. Religious and irreligious idolatry. Every bit of it. And you know there's more of it now than there has been for a long time. Especially in this country. 1 John 4.10. I'm going to quit. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. 
enmity, at enmity with God, enemies of God. What an awful thing. But you see, that's where we are in the natural flesh, at enmity with God. There's why we must be born again. It's not, it's not an option. Because the firstborn, first birth condemned us. We're all condemned by that first birth. But it's the second birth that comes from above. And that's the work of God. And the evidence of that work is that you repent and you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you serve him. Amen. He saves us to serve him. Let's stand.